had me earlier talking about the Dunedin Fringe Festival. Well, um, we've got three um, really cool people in studio right here today. They're doing a, um, two shows called The Motorway and The Subterraneans for the Fringe Festival. And you guys are really lucky because when they're here, we, you can hear straight from them about like what their shows are about and why you guys why you guys should go and watch them. Um, Richard, Moira and Sophia in studio with me right now and they're going to be talking about both of their um, performances. Um, hey guys, how are you? Very good, thank you. <laughs> how, how are you guys doing? Like enjoying the hot day so far? <laughs> Very much so, yep. <laughs> yeah. So the two um, performances, let's talk about the motorway first, yeah? Yes. Um, it's a solo performance by Moira that much I know. Um, Moira, do you have any input about like, let's say, a solo performance? Is that daunting at all to pull off? Um, we've been working quite a lot in this performance. So yeah, I guess at the beginning it was kind of like daunting um, holding a show for 45 minutes on your own, but we've been working um, yeah, quite a lot. So every single detail is there. So for me at this stage, it's kind of like easy to follow the follow the story right, and yeah. kind of like um, do all the different characters, do all the different actions, the dances and the movement um, in order to create this world yeah. in, of this motorway. Mm. So uh, no, it's not so daunting anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, guys, uh, just so you guys know, the motorway is a solid performance, but it's about a group of people who get stuck in a traffic jam for yeah. days. And Moira is the actor doing the entire thing, so yeah. th that's why I had to ask her. Um, what are other difficulties of like doing a solo performance? Like, um, sense the daunting bit. <laughs> the difficulty is sort of like um, sometimes that you have to create very quickly and move from the narrator to one character back to the narrator to another character back mm -hmm. to the creator to another character to another character then mo then move do a dance and then back mm -hmm. to the cr the narrator and everything needs to make sense and kind of like have different speeds and levels and intentions and yeah i guess that's the daunting bit but <laughs> but um that's also a really fun thing to do yeah like it's for me it's fully enjoyable and and yeah yeah it's it's like it, it keeps me going and and in my head while i'm doing it i go like oh now we're going to this bit that i really like or this bit that is kind of sad or this <laughs> bit that is kind of like oh emotional so like a lot of multiple personas going on that you have to yeah, like, kind of like kind of carry yeah. for 45 minutes yeah, in total yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's quite fun um, it's physical theater, right? Yeah. So, um, can you guys tell me a little bit more about what phys physical theater comprises of? Physical theater is fundamentally, um, you can call it a mixture of theater and dance. Uh, mm -hmm. Before there used to be dance theater, like okay. in, you know, many years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and I think in the 1980s, particularly in um, England, um, the, a new movement arose where performers didn't want to make dance and didn't want to make theatre, but they wanted to put their bodies central to everything. And they really just invented this new genre called physical theatre. And I think 
If you, if you're, the question behind all physical theatre performance is, what is your body? What does it mean? Mm -hmm. What does it mean to have a body? And you know, in this case, we are looking at one body that becomes multiple people. And it's about the fact that within any one body, when you look at that image on stage, there's not just one thing, there's multiple things. So, you know, that's, I suppose, one of the questions of physical theatre is always, well, we're not experience, you know, we're not thinking about what it means to be human by talking or by making mm -hmm. sound. We're trying to figure out what it means to be human by making movement. Right. Yeah. Do you think it's easier or harder to communicate ideas through um, expre like expressing yourself through dancing or like through a body like what you said rather than speech it really I, I think it depends on the idea mm -hmm. I, I think it's some some ideas are just harder through movement and some ideas are easier through words that's all I can say I I, I, I like the fact Personally, I like you working in physical theatre because I think we're all embodied creatures. I mm -hmm. think our bodies are more important than words. Oh, so, yeah, 100% yeah. sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. Know. <laughs> um, so I love words and I'm a playwright. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think our, our bodies give us everything we need. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Sophia, you're the choreographer, so you come up with the dance moves. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on um, dancing as an expression of ideas or like trying to communicate through dance um i suppose we're kind of used to communicating through words we kind of expect that but when you communicate through your body and movement you um give the um chance to people to actually use their imagination and translate what you're doing as a performer um, through dance translate that in their own kind of way and interpret it in their own kind of way and imagine and make it more personal mm. um, so you don't make it too prescribed and since we're talking about dance mm -hmm. within the context of the motorway don't expect to see jazz hands and ballet moves. <laughs> um, oh, I love jazz hands. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. I love ballet and I love jazz hands. But in this particular case, um, we um, used everyday movements mm -hmm. that people can actually um, familiar, you know, are familiar yeah. with, yeah. Um, and it suits that kind of pedestrian sort of motorway so everyone um, can relate feel. to what you guys are trying to communicate across I, I think so I think mm -hmm. so and mm -hmm. that kind of makes it um, easy for people to um, relate it with their own personal stories of the motorways getting stuck in traffic whether mm. it's real or metaphorical um, but yeah we use everyday pedestrian movement mm. and that has become the canvas for the choreography but of course we use choreographic devices of just repetition and making it more theatrical mm -hmm. um, abstracting it at times so it doesn't become too um, too mundane mm. um, and just kind of play between those two mediums mm. I'm sure everyone can relate to being stuck in traffic. I mean, as long as you're from Auckland, like you'll definitely be able to relate to that. Um, are there any last like things you want to talk about the motorway to hook our listeners? Maybe the motorway is a is a story. It's yeah, it's I. It's based on a short story. Who was the author? Do you, can you remember the author of the um, short story? 
Argentinian writer Julio Cortázar. Yeah. Oh, I would not yeah. try to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah. And it's a w- really wonderful story about yeah what happens you know where if you got stuck in a motorway traffic jam for probably a week. You yeah. Know, and the way that people's relationships change, and you know the way they form communities, and 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 the in, you know the the things that go on when people are stuck together in those circumstances. Yeah. And as a story, I think it's a lovely story. <laughs> well, um, I'll take your word for it. I mean, that'd be really interesting to look at. And guys, just so you know, um, the, this will be performed at the Athenaeum, is that right? Yep. The, at 24, the Octagon, right here in Dunedin. It's a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That's 12th, 13th, and 14th of March. Starts at 8 p.m., and it's only 45 minutes long. long. Solo performance by Moira. Um, all ages allowed and tickets are priced between 15 and $20. Remember, you can get your tickets on DonatandFringe.nz. Just go onto the website. And they have, well, Richard, Sophia, Moira here have another performance that they want to talk about, the Subterraneans. And this is um, the rest of the week after the motorway is performed. This is on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So guys like let's talk about subterraneans and how it's kind of different because you're talking about mine workers instead of you know like a solo performance by more about people stuck in traffic what do you think about the subterraneans is you know so vastly mm, interesting or like subterraneans is um a more open movement piece there's a lot there's a lot it, it's more carried just by its movement and a wider range of movement and there is uh, music and there's recorded voice but that forms the soundtrack for it and and i think what we're what we're doing with it is exploring that word subterranean so some of the material that we use to get the um get the images mostly it's, it's a lot about images um Images were some short stories that Moira had translated from, um, again from Spanish, about mine workers. Mm-hmm. And also then we sort of brought in our own thoughts about that word subterranean, about the mm-hmm. nature of the underground, um, the underground culture, um, you know, and punk culture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So as we, so it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a more open piece. It kind of explores those two things about, you know, what is it? you know, literally mean to work and live underground, but also what is this idea of the the grungy, the fringe, the underground? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. supposed to kind of relate to New Zealand's um, own mining culture, mm. right? And because um, in Central Otago, it's all the mining and stuff, so everyone can kind of kind of relate to this. Um, this, this story is a Chilean in nature, right? Where was the inspiration behind, like, why would you want to make a play of, like, this like subterraneans, mine workers, and um, I came across this um, story. Well, I'm from Chile, okay. so um, I this story is part of the the readings that we had to do in high school. Okay, as a long time ago, but um, and it's a story that. Um, it was written in 1800, in the late 1800s, mm-hmm. and it still relates in some way to the to the harsh conditions in which m- mine workers m- maybe now more or less m- might be facing. So it's kind of like interesting to to sort of like look back and see 
what this person wrote um, in the, I th if I'm not wrong, 1890-something about coal mining in Chile mm -hmm. and see not how this relates to New Zealand but how how different or how similar conditions might be now in terms of um, the underground, the, the people that are not really seen unless disaster happens, like true, true. Pike River, for example. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like to bring back the topic a little bit more alive. Um, I'm not mm. saying that we're, we're, that we're um, specifically talk talking about what happened there, mm. but kind of like there, there's still people working in mines here, there, everywhere. Mm -hmm. But they're kind of like in the background of the society. You no know, one really thinks about them. Yeah. Exactly. Until something awful happens. And then everyone goes like, oh, my God. And, well, we had the in Chile, we had the story with four of the 33 miners that got trapped and then they got rescued. And then they made this beautiful movie with Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, at least. <laughs> you know, it's, it's getting out there. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I just had this um, idea, and um, it's it's a really strong um, piece of writing. The images are quite are quite strong and kind of like powerful in terms of um, <laughs> probably how life can be more valued. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah. This is a lot of themes coming through that people yeah. can relate to. Like, just, yeah. I mean, they may be mine workers and they may be underground. People don't see them subterraneans, mm. but yeah. everyone can relate to them. And you got Antonio ben Banderas, like, <laughs> as the lead, lead actor. Like, who doesn't want to watch that now? Um, Sophia, do you have any other input about, like, because this is a dance crew, slightly different from the model way. Mm. Subterranean is a whole dance crew going mm. on. And was it any harder to choreograph how the dance moves different? I think the story is really inspiring and the concept that we're working with is really inspiring. So That's good. It, yeah. Um, the images for the, for the dance and the movement were coming, um, you know, came quite easy. Um, and also I had a fantastic, well, have a fantastic crew of dancers and actors who are going to be dancing. So we're just crossing some boundaries there uh, about who can dance and who cannot. <laughs> but um, just for the movement, I worked with um, two kind of concepts, the, the physicality of the body. How mm -hmm. is it feel? What, how does it feel like to go and dig? underground every day mm -hmm. um, and I just played with that kind of image in my head but also with um, the architecture of the the mining mm -hmm. basically how does it feel to chip a rock and just kind of um, sculpt it mm -hmm. you know and so I played with those kind of two images and I tried to do it as weird as possibly. So do they dance and mine at the same time? Like, <laughs> sorry, do they dance and mine at the same time, or do they just dance in between mining? You should come and see the show. My that, answer would be, and um, yeah, that's a that's a good hook to like hook our listeners. So guys, if you want to see how mine workers can dance, or like otherwise how dancers can mine, well, you should come see Subterraneans. Um, have you guys? Any last words about your about your shows at all? Anything to yeah. tell the listeners? We, 
the the original uh, texts are in Spanish, and we had translated them into English. Moira did, and then we edited them and worked with them, and then we translated the, all the stuff spoken text back into Spanish. So we recorded all that, and we've actually recorded some text in Russian as well. So <laughs> all the spoken word is all in Spanish and some of it's spoken live as well. And and really I think what I'm trying to explore, what I've been trying to explore in that is that, you know, language is very musical because it has sound, because it has rhythm, and often the kind of musical part of language is where the senses Mm. Not the literal kind of, you know, idea yeah. part of language. So, yeah, we're mixing language uh, and lots of different musical sounds together to make our soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's been really nice to explore, this idea of language as music that it can be mm -hmm. in the soundtrack. And actually, you don't necessarily need to know what literally what you're listening to to get the sense of it. Yeah, that's, and that's amazing. You know, and more imagination happens when you kind of get the sense of it yeah 100 percent um thanks richard and yeah. um so guys radio on listeners if you have had this entire interview hopefully that inspires you to go see some of the fringe festival events especially um the motorway and the subterraneans because it sounds like it's going to be a really good time and thanks so much to richard sophia and moira for coming in um director and music and choreographer and actor right here in the studio telling you why you guys should come pay your tickets and see their shows and just to wrap up everything just reminding you guys monday tuesday wednesday 12th to 14th march that's when the model way is being performed thursday friday saturday 15 to 17 march would be the subterraneans would be um on then uh, 8 p.m. to 8.45 for the motorway and 10 to 11 p.m. is an hour long for the subterraneans um, all ages are welcome so you guys you little kids have no excuse also just go to the website dinnerinfringe.nz and you can get your tickets purchase them right off that website thanks guys so much again for coming in and doing this interview with thank us you. thank you thank very you much. much yeah thanks